John Lim here. This is uh, Moving Forward, episode 291, and uh, I've got a returning guest, my good friend Angelo Spinillo. How are you today, Angelo? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, this is a couple couple of firsts here. First of all, you're one of only two four-peat guests I had Alyssa Carpenter back on uh, a, a week or so ago, and so she, you and her are the only four peak guests that I've had on the show. This is, however, the first uh, podcast episode that I'm doing with video, so uh, this is pretty right. cool. So this is going to be available on the uh, uh, Be Moving Forward uh, Facebook page. Uh, I'll probably I'll try to get it on Instagram as well and, and LinkedIn, but the uh, audio version. Uh, will also be available just on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and all that good stuff. But uh, we're here today because, uh, Angelo, uh, first of all, I, I think I need to acknowledge this. The last time you were on the show, which wasn't all that long ago, was in January. We are now in May. It wasn't that much of a time stretch, but it feels like 10 years has passed because <laughs> you were the first guest I had on for this season, and that was pre-pandemic January. We're now in right. May, and we're still in pandemic mode. So I've got to ask, how are you doing, man? How are you doing with all this? Surviving. You know, it's uh, it, it's it's interesting working from home. There's definitely some challenges, and then yeah. there's other things, projects that you can't escape from because now you have no excuse that you have other things going on in your life. And behind you, I see an incredible collection of guitars and it uh, looks like uh, you're pretty well stocked in your bunker. So I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> I am. This is only a handful of them. Um, I have others throughout the house, but yeah, these are some of my my, my uh, favorite fancier looking ones. So. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Well, we're yeah. here because uh, for a couple of reasons, uh, I'm happy to have you back on. And I've been teasing this out on the podcast over the last month that I've been working uh, on an audio book. And uh, I think I can safely say what it is now since it is out. Uh, I had the right. honor of being the voice for your book. Uh, I am a professional metalhead. And uh, what a treat. That was, it was a lot of fun. I'll, I'll give a little background and then we could just talk about it a little bit and yeah, share with the listeners, uh, you know, why we did this and, you know, a little bit of what you can talk a little bit about what the book's about. But we got into this conversation, I want to say shortly after I had you on the podcast, I think it was end of January, early February. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember who first brought it up. Do you? I, I was trying to remember that. Well, well, no, we had always been talking about the idea of doing it. Um, okay. Uh, you know, like you were saying, are you going to do it? I said, I, I think so. And I actually started looking into it. And then and then one day, kind of, it was almost like out of the blue, you're like, I've got an idea. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know and, what? I, yeah. I was. It was a Saturday morning. I was at Panera. Yes. Which which seems like a, a world ago going to a coffee shop. I haven't done that in right. so long. And yeah, I had this idea and I texted you. I said, Angela, I have an idea. Why don't uh why don't you let me do the voice for your book? And and I'm, in fact I'll send you an audition tape. I offered to send you an audition tape and I think as soon as I got home, I just did a rough read of one of the pages out of your book and just sent it to you over text. It wasn't yeah. anything fancy. It was just uh, literally, I think I just recorded it off of my phone and just uh, texted it to you. And then, yep. uh, yeah, and then I, I think you, you thought about it. And then we got into this conversation. And uh, yeah, and, and before I knew it, we we both agreed. I think we were on the same page. The thing that amazed me was how 
quickly we were able to get it done because doing an audiobook, as we'll talk about, is not easy. It takes a lot of planning. There's a lot of technical requirements for it. And uh, I think I formally started recording in February, maybe mid to late February. And yep. because I was juggling it with all these other things that I'm doing, I could only do little bits and pieces at a time. Mm-hmm. And so I had mapped out a schedule. And according to the original schedule, we were supposed to be finishing this month. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and even then, that was a, that was a very aggressive. It was schedule, an aggressive schedule set up. Yeah, and I but said it was also a pre-pandemic schedule. It was a pre-pandemic schedule. And I said, Angelo, I think realistically we can probably get it out by June, July at the latest. But because right. of this pandemic, obviously I had a lot more time on my hands. I was pretty much stuck at home, so I just decided, you know what, I'm I'm just going to plow through this and. I have to say, I mean, for me, at least, it was a joy to do because it's one of the things that really kept me distracted from what was going on in the world. It also kept me entertained, and it was just it was just a fun project to work on. And then we, I think I finished recording about not quite a month ago. So this was, uh, was it April? It was around April, yeah. right? And it then uh, we, had a, we had a couple of, uh, maybe a week or two of uh, some... Uh, tweaks that we had to make and then we went through the process of getting it submitted to audible and then having it bounced back from audible for two uh uh, two technical reasons and we'll talk a little bit about that if you like and then uh, yeah and then all of a sudden the thing came out i mean you submitted it and i didn't tell you this until after the fact but i had a really good feeling that the that they were going to approve it and that it was going to come out. So I, I had nothing to base that on other than just intuition. And then I think it was on a Wednesday night, you texted me, the book's out. <laughs> so that was really, really right. cool. And so uh, it's out on Audible. And uh, this week, actually earlier this week, it was released uh, on uh, Apple Audiobooks. So really cool. Right. And uh, it, it's the first audiobook I've ever done. And... Um, out of my friends who have written books, I think you're the only one right now who has an audiobook version of your your book. So, and considering the time frame, your book actually came out not that long ago in itself. I mean, it came out in what December, right, right before the holidays. December, yeah. Right. And then and then now we're not even into the summer yet, and your audiobook's out. So pretty cool, yeah. man. It's really cool. You know, it's, it's been less than six months that we've been able to push it out. And I, I think the funny thing is also that we were thinking, okay, let's get it out because people are doing road trips in the yep. summer. They're going <laughs> to all the metal festivals. Yeah. So, like, this will be a great thing for them to listen to. And, like, all that goes out, you know, out, out the window yeah. as, as soon as things, like, two months ago. So, oh, no, absolutely. But it, it's still good. It's out, and it's, uh, it's, it's getting some good good traction. So yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It, it, it's fun. You know, I'd love to hear kind of, um, for me, the, the, the fun thing was hearing someone else tell my story. Yeah. And and uh, it, particularly, this is an interesting story because of all the metal bands and the weird names and the yeah. terminology. What was your favorite word or terminology or band name that you that you came up with that you had to, to kind of repeat and say a thousands and thousands of times? You know, the, uh, the, yeah. one, the one that comes to mind right now is Caius. I think it is kind of a cool name. It's it, it right. it's not it, it's not pronounced the way it's written, 
And right. uh, that's one that, in fact, I don't know why that one partic- in particular sticks out of my head. It's not it's not a name that necessarily comes up a lot in the book, but it came up right. enough, and it's such a unique pronunciation. And and just to and you're bringing up something that I think is really kind of cool. Uh, I've had people ask me uh, and even say with the assumption, hey, John, I didn't know you were a metalhead. And I, I tell them, actually, I'm not. Uh, I, and really, I, for me, there were two aspects to this book that, that I, I really enjoyed. Number one, because you and I have been friends for over 20 years, just uh, being able to bring your, you know, your words to, to life, that, that to me was just, uh, I, I really enjoyed doing that. And the book has a lot of, not, not just your love of music, but there's so much personal to it. And I felt like I really got to know you when I first read the book, but then that much more so when I was, you know, reading it aloud for the audiobook. The other thing right. was really tackling a topic that was completely out of, and, and this is my other favorite phrase, my metal comfort zone. You have this phrase in the right. book called MCZ, or metal comfort zone. And for our first audiobook, which wasn't about a topic that I'm familiar with or were, as you said, has a lot of unique names in it. That was a challenge for me. And I'm kind of glad that I cut my teeth on something like that. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned Caius because that was the one that was the one that impressed me the most too, because I was like, how did you know how to say that? Right? <laughs> oh, and, like, I don't know. I'll just, share that. <laughs> so one of the things that we talked about, and that was my, you know, so before we actually started this project, I said, uh, here are a couple things that I'll need I- in order to do this. And one was, I wanted to make sure that I had you as a consultant for anything right. I needed to pronounce. Uh, but what I tried to do was I tried not to, you know, bother you every single time because there's so many different names in the book. So what I would do is I would go on YouTube and I would look up, uh, specifically, I would look up interviews with those bands or those musicians because oftentimes the interviews would actually have the call sign at the beginning. And that's a great right. way to learn the pronunciation of anyone's name who's famous right. is just go on YouTube. Right. So I tried to do that as much as possible. And then the other right. thing we did, which I think worked really well, was that every time I finished a chapter, and I would try to do this by chapter, I would send it to you. We had a, a system set up on OneDrive where it was a, a review folder where you would go in, listen to it, as you mentioned, with your noise-canceling headphones so you could hear everything, <laughs> and and give me feedback. And and that was great. You know, It was really great for me because... I, I said to you in the beginning, this is your book. I, you've got to be happy with this. So you, I need as much specific feedback, and I want you to be blunt, and you were, and, and that was extremely helpful. And and we actually developed a system along the way. We kind of figured it out as we were going along, and at one point I said, you know what would really help is if you give me time signatures as well as page references, because, you know, in the beginning, I think it was just page references, but uh, adding the time signatures in allowed me to see where in the file uh, the specific name came up or the specific sentence or passage that uh, would need to be tweaked. Right, right. Yeah, and I think that that was definitely, um, for me, it was a challenge too, because, you know, coming from the music background where you've recorded things and you're used to hearing everything done so perfectly yeah. that I, I, 
I would be wearing these headphones and I would literally catch like anything and everything. Like Don, I think I heard a, I think I heard like a, a, a bird or something in the and, background. And that, like a, a, <laughs> that was great. That was great. Uh, for, and it highlights something that is a challenge right now, you know, because right. I am, I'm staying, you know, with family right now, finding the time to record and and you know not being in my own home right now where i have a a space that's pretty well soundproof and trying to find that right space and the right time can be a challenge and so hearing and one of the things that i think is important and i may cover this in a future podcast is doing an audiobook you really want as ideal sound as you can get which means very little uh you know background noise or no background noise you want you don't want any of the white noise. You want the voice to be accentuated. And Audible is very, very picky about those things. And so just figuring out how to do that and having your ears tell me those things was very helpful. Like, oh, there's a garbage truck outside or there's a bird, as you said. <laughs> so those are things that – and then when I would go back to listen because I didn't necessarily pick up on those things because, you know, when, you're, when, you're, when I'm doing it, I'm, I'm focused so much on getting the, the words right. And then right. uh, I'm not always, uh, you know, 100% when I'm listening to it. I'm mostly focused on did I get the words right. But then you're able to come in with fresh ears and really do that extra sound check for me, which was great. Um, so, right. yeah, that was good. Well, And the other, the other thing that I kind of noticed, and particularly, um, you know, when we got to the end of the process and, and you made the suggestion of, okay, you've listened to everything like piecemeal. Now you have to listen to the whole thing, yeah. like all at once, yeah. because if that was with that, you're really able to tell, you know, are the volume levels the yeah, same? Yeah. Um, uh, is the tone the same? Because, you know, and because it, you're not it wasn't working. Because it, I had actually no. started, I use GarageBand for the podcast. Uh, and I started using GarageBand for the audiobook because I I had seen that a lot of audiobook uh, voiceovers are recorded on GarageBand. But I had actually found uh, in my research that Audacity, which is another platform which I hadn't really used that much before, was also highly rated and recommended. And so I ended up recording most of the book on that. And by that time, I think I was already on Chapter 2, so it made sense. In fact, the, one of the last things that we did was uh, when you did that final sound check, I actually went back and redid, I think, chapter one, just so it sounded consistent, uh, you know, because it's a slightly different sound tone uh, between recording on GarageBand and Audacity, at least, you know, at least the way I had it set up. So yeah, that was important. And I had read, I'd done a little bit of research in it, and th the recommendation was that you know, especially for the author to listen to the entire book from beginning to end. And you were able to pick up some little things as well that I think fell through the cracks. And so that, that really helped as well. And, um, yeah, I have to say, I, you know, it was a lot of work and it was a lot of weekly kind of like, all right, here's the feedback. This is what you need to work on, or this is what you need to redo. And then for me, it was a process of going back, listening to that section and deciding, uh, sometimes I would redo just the sentence and splice it in. Other times I would actually redo right. the whole paragraph just to make sure it was a consistent tone, uh, you know, right. for that particular section. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good process. It's a lot of work, but I think we just kept a really steady pace and before we knew it, it was over. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. And, and, you know, and from the author's perspective, it was really helpful to hear someone else reading the story exactly well, as that, it appears. Because, that's what I yeah. want to ask you. Was, yeah. What was that like for you, listening to someone else's voice, not only read your words, but read your story? Because this book is largely right. about you. It's about your, your life and your love of music and your career, your family. What was that like for you? Um, you know, it was it was uh, different. Number one, because there wasn't the Jersey accent. Yes, which, um, <laughs> which I I, little... I I made the decision <laughs> early on not to try to do the Jersey accent. I just I didn't think it would ring true if I did that. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It, it it had an effect on me because I definitely still got chills and goosebumps at certain parts of the yeah. story. So it definitely still moved me, and it was kind of good to have that happen because that tells me okay like it's even if it's not coming from my voice my voice is still kind of in what you're saying so that that for me that was a a really cool experience and you know there were certain chapters where there's a lot of emotions and it was yeah. definitely captured um not only in the words but in how the words were conveyed in the audiobook well and that's something that uh for me having been an actor before and having done podcasts now for several years, I wanted to make sure, even though I wasn't going to try to imitate your voice or your accent, uh, I I wanted to make sure that the way I was conveying the words rang true. And what's right. interesting for me, and this was such an interesting experience, was the the shift. You know, whenever I would read something that was really family or personal, it was one voice. And then you have some sections where you go more into your business and the careers, and that's a completely different voice altogether. And I felt that as I was as I was narrating the book. Yeah, and as you listen to it, you can you could definitely pick up on that. And that's I think that that was kind of a cool thing that you don't realize as an author when you're writing the actual book. And there's only one, you know, the one time I tried to change voices and. Uh, we're doing accent was when you had some uh, quotes, you had some conversations recreated right. in the book and you, ca you, right. you came up, I think this was your idea. You came up with a clever device where we would mix in uh, some crowd background chatter to make it sound like it was actually right. happening at, at a line at a concert. And uh, I think that's actually even in the sample. So that was uh, that was a lot of fun. And, and then there were some sound cues that you had for some certain sections of the book that were bolded captions and things like that. So that, that also made it a lot of uh, fun. It was just, it wasn't simply reading a book. It was, it was really more like a production. Right. And, and that's the thing that, you know, when you're writing a book, you don't think about like when, if someone's ever going <laughs> to read this, how, how, how do you convey, like, this is a bolded thing that that's really important that they should know about, or that this is when someone's speaking, like you kind of take those things for granted when you're reading a book. Yeah by yourself but when you're listening to it it's a completely different experience yeah yeah no it, it, it's it's been a lot of fun so um uh what else i mean what other thoughts do you have on it I, i'll share one thing that um i was definitely mindful of during the whole process was yeah and and, uh, and you know if you're if you're not aware if you're recording an audiobook and and you're submitting it to audible which is the the hub from amazon where they publish a lot of audiobooks it is very they have a basically a laundry list of standards that you need to adhere to so i wanted to make sure first of all the sound quality has got to be of a certain level it's got to make sure that it's consistent my biggest concern was i mean when you submitted it i think partly because of the time that we're in 
I think the, you got the message. Uh, it can take up to thirty days to approve, and and if, if it gets rejected, thirty business days. Thirty business. Oh wow, thirty business days. And if if it if it gets rejected for whatever reason and you resubmit it, it's a it, it turns the clock back. So I was concerned that uh, in case it got rejected and we had to redo parts, or even the entire book. So I, I made sure as much as I could, and Audacity has some tools where you can really do this. You can run a check to make sure it's compliant with ACX uh, or audible sound quality and all of that, which was great. One of the reasons why I really liked uh, Audacity was I, I was really crossing my fingers that if it did get rejected, it wouldn't be because of a sound quality issue. And when I got an email from you, I think it was on a Friday too, you were, I think it was like, oh, <laughs> and I read the email and actually I was relieved. I know you were disappointed because the book had, didn't make it on the first pass, but I was relieved because I read through the email and Audible rejected the book for two very minor, minor reasons, one of which uh, had to do with my own ego. I didn't mention my name in the opening credits. You've got to add the narrator's name in the cre- opening. I only did that at the end credits. So that was an easy fix. And the other is a technical requirement, which uh, you may not be aware of. Uh, it, it's, it's that you've got to have a half to one second gap of room noise at the beginning and at the end of every sound file and has to be consistent. And I realized that the sound files I'd sent you, some of them were one second or two seconds. Some of them were like half a second. So that was a pretty easy fix. I was just able to record just, you know, with the mic off half a second of white noise and just, and splice that into every single, uh, uh, chapter that we had for the book. Yeah, that was, that was kind of a relief. And then like you said, I think we submitted everything on a Saturday and I figured, okay, here goes the next 30 days. And <laughs> I think it was literally three days later. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's why I, I told you it, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be the guy who says, have you heard anything yet? Have you heard anything yet? And yet at the same time, I had a really good feeling that it wasn't going to take that long. And that after we submitted it the second time that it was going to pass and it did. Uh, and, and I was really happy with it, but, um, uh, Angela, I, I think we're we're about at the end, and uh, I you know I'd love to have you back again at some point to you know follow up. But uh, any you know now you've written the book, you've got the audio book. Kind of uh, what's next for you? Book number two. I mean, yeah. we're still in quarantine, right? So I guess I got to <laughs> I got to come up with something to, to to fill the fill the time. So uh, I've got some ideas in my head. Nothing yet, but I, there awesome. might be a second. That's awesome. Second well, book. if you need a narrator, I know someone who can. <laughs> I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy. Know a guy. But uh, uh, Angelo, share with our listeners the name of the book again. Sure, it's I am a professional metalhead. Uh, you could find it on Amazon. You could find it in Apple Books. I think it's on iTunes now yep. because you got the audio version. So I'm finally an iTunes artist. Like my, <laughs> my music is not there, but my book is. Um, um, it's an Audible. Um, it's on Amazon UK. So yeah. You can find it everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and then the website is I, I'm a professional metalhead.com. Awesome. And I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. And you can find me on LinkedIn in awesome. my personal capacity. Well, Angela, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, joining me and congratulations. Thanks, John. <laughs>